Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Brandon Fryer, drop the bass again. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two. Wait, what? On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Now I'm just asking for it, I know. Mark Grody filling in for Lawrence Holmes on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, we're going to talk to Chris Emma about the Bears here in just a second. I do want to address a 217 texter. Any thoughts on the Bears moving Justin Fields to number two quarterback? Seems like it would make sense with how bad Fields was last year. I didn't even, I actually don't have to address that text because Adam Stadzinski, who is producing over there with Brandon Fryer right now, says no. Next question. And I believe that that texter knew that Studs was there and he was just trolling him in particular right there. I think that that's what happened. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we will f- address that fully, of course. But let's bring in my friend Chris Emma, who covers the Bears for 670thescore.com. He is also covering the Notre Dame Pro Day today, and he joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Emma, what's going on, man? Grody, what's good? Well, I guess you're going to tell us everything. Let's start with, actually, because I've had a few people now ask me this question, and I thought I would save it for you. What do you think about the signing of Trevor Simeon gets a two-year deal with the Bears? Moreover, and maybe more importantly, what does it mean for Nick Foles? You know, I, I like the signing of Simeon. It's, it's somebody actually I've, I've known for since his college days. I covered him at Northwestern before he went to the NFL, and I think if you would have asked him back in 2015 when he was entering the league, he would have been very surprised to be going on an eighth season. But he's been a really solid backup. He's a guy who knows the system wherever he goes, gets in good graces with the coaches. Uh, He's a really solid backup, and clearly that's what struck the Bears and what struck Ryan Poles. So uh, he is somebody who I guess you can project to that number two role, but at the same point in time, you just pay Nick Foles his roster bonus. Uh, You're set in terms of paying him. You can release him if you want, but what's the harm in having him? I mean, obviously you want to try to deal him if you can, but I don't think they're just trying to unload him off the roster all of a sudden. They'll look to trade him. I think there's a chance he is still back as the backup. I agree. I agree. And I, I until there is somebody who I would be positive that would be a better backup, and God bless Trevor Simeon, I don't think that he would be that. I think that Nick Foles is still, even though he has had his struggles, 
in his time with the Bears. I do think that he is still a very competent uh, backup quarterback, assuming he doesn't ask nicely to be traded away. Emma, one of the uh, the teases that you gave us, you told our producer, Brandon Fryer, he told me and I told the audience that you have a note on the new front office hire, and that's what we know. So you have to fill in the blanks for us. Yeah, I, as you mentioned before, I'm here at Notre Dame Pro Day and recognize and, uh, or notice an unfamiliar face uh, on the sidelines in Bears gear. And it's the new direct co-director of player personnel, Trey Koziel, who uh, I might be getting that last name wrong. Forgive me if I am, but he comes from the Chiefs. He spent the last nine seasons there with Ryan Poles. Uh, if you look at that and the hierarchy of the front office, that's kind of a new number three alongside Ian Cunningham and, and Poles. And that's somebody who clearly there's a connection there. He also, before joining the Chiefs nine years ago, spent some time in Tennessee with the Titans as well. Uh, that's not a position that's been announced, but after confirming, he is the new co-director of player personnel. So Ryan Poles is building out his staff. There are also other members of the scouting staff uh, here in attendance at South Bend. Uh, I'm curious to see how the scouting staff looks after the draft, which is when you get some turnover and the new general manager kind of brings in some of his own people. That's kind of when uh, the calendar shifts to the new scouting year. But uh, for now, it's uh, Ryan Poles working with a new hired to his front office as well as some of the holdovers from Ryan Pace's staff. Yeah, so building the staff and the front office and the scouts and certainly tearing down and building back up. We mentioned the signing, the latest one of of Trevor Simeon. And then there is what has been going on with the the offensive line. And I think that the the Lucas Patrick signing was a good one. I did not like that James Daniels was not re-signed, but I still don't know if that was because Daniels wanted to go or because the Bears didn't want to re-sign him. So, so either way, I think that they are at a loss. They are not as good for not having him around. But they, they did sign Lucas Patrick. You bring in Dakota Dozier, and I have no idea what he's going to be capable of considering he, his star has kind of fallen. And then Ryan Bates, that they signed the offer sheet to, with the Buffalo Bills, and the, it is the Bulls within the five-day, or I should say the, the Bills now have, I guess, four days to match that offer. What have you thought about those moves? Are you encouraged at all in what, what appears to be, as Ryan Poles indicated, a rebuilding of the offensive line? I am very interested, Mark, because when Ryan Poles came in, uh, we know what he wants in this offensive line as an ex-offensive lineman himself. Uh, and he mentioned it, <laughs> looking at guys who are going to play physical and bring a nasty streak and do whatever it takes to protect the quarterback. And you heard him mention it. He was upset seeing the way that the offensive line let Justin Fields get hit and didn't really seem to take offense to it, quite honestly. And the moment that stands out, of course, was that Monday night game where Jermaine Fetty went after Tevin Jenkins as opposed to the Vikings. Uh, I think Ryan Poles has a type when it comes to offensive line, and it's guys with that nasty streak. Uh, Lucas Patrick's a perfect example of that. I think he's more than likely than not your starting center next season. Uh, Sam Mustafer, you know, he played as well as he could out there, but he struggled. There's no doubt about it. You look at those pro football focus numbers, for example, he ranked toward the bottom of the league in, in terms of NFL centers. So Lucas Patrick lo- looks like a strong upgrade. Uh, they still have that void, as he mentioned, a right guard after James Daniels goes to Pittsburgh. I'm looking at Ryan Bates for that. Uh, the Bills will see if they match that offer sheet or not. If not, I would pencil him in as the starter at right guard. Uh, and I'm curious to see what happens on tackle because you have two uh, rookies, now second-year players in Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum, who 
ideally, in a perfect world, they kind of take charge of whichever side of those positions and don't let go of those, but you need to bring in some veteran competition. And I'd also be very interested to know if Ryan Poles' evaluation of both of those players the rookie season is the same as what the previous regime had. So we don't really know what the plan is yet at tackle. Uh, that When we spoke to Ryan Poles last publicly at the NFL Combine, he wasn't sure where Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borm are going to line up. But they obviously have a lot of work to shore up that offensive line. Cody Whitehair stays, right? There's not going to be a surprise cut of Cody or anything like that, right? He, he stays. Likely, the Bears did use up both of their post-June 1st cuts. They're limited to two, and it doesn't make sense to get rid of him without that designation. So uh, I'd be very surprised if he was let go. What about wide receiver? It sounds like it just—it feels like they are you know, just kind of collecting guys right now. Byron Pringle and Equiminius St. Brown, you, you've got still, and I know this is exhaustive because it's, we say it over and over, they've got the one competent receiver in Darnell Mooney. Are we just heading for, in terms of getting guys that, as they said to us when we were in Indianapolis, when we were in that room with Ryan Poles, he kept talking about, like, essentially game-changing type of receivers, guys that can catch a screen pass and take it 80 yards. It, uh, where are they getting that from? Good question, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look at Pringle and St. Brown as flyers. Those are two guys who are buried on deep depth charts and dynamic offenses that didn't get the proper opportunity, both in, in both cases because of injuries and also because you got guys like Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and down the line in their respective teams. Ryan Pohl sees something in both of these guys, and, and we'll see if either one can reward it. I, I think if one of those guys works out and emerges as somebody who can stick on the depth chart, that's a win. But these are both players signed on one-year deals. They're low-risk, potential high reward. Uh, I wouldn't make too much of what they put around Justin Fields just yet. I'm very curious to see what happens with that in the draft. Uh, I, I think they're going to have some – I think looking at day two, you're going to be getting a talented receiver with one of those two second-round picks, whether it's because you trade up, which I still don't think is going to happen. I think they're more likely to be stockpiling picks. Uh, but this is a deep receiver class. It's one of the best receiver classes in a number of years. And it's going to be some talented receiver who the Bears had like a top-20 grade on that's going to be sitting there at 39 or maybe even 48, that's going to be their guy. And I still, Emma, I know you and I have talked about this, and I want to see if your opinion has changed at all. I still have zero idea of what Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus actually think of Justin Fields, the player. I know they, they like the man. Clearly they like the man and the intangibles and his uh, you know attention to detail, all of that kind of stuff, the off-the-field stuff. But I have no because they they don't seem to be showing their hand at all. Do you feel that way, or is your opinion changed? I admire that Ryan Poles is trying to look at this from a fresh perspective. Uh, he didn't scout Justin Fields considerably when he was with the Chiefs. They got a guy in Kansas City who's pretty good. He didn't need to dive deep into that quarterback class and at the top of it. He wants to figure out Justin Fields for himself. And you, you caught that during his introductory press conference at the end of January. And it kind of just... I don't know, more laid-back language in terms of referring to Fields. It's clear that he wants to see what this kid can do for himself. And more specifically, the diagnosis was surround him with talent, surround him with pieces yes. Yes. Uh, that can make him successful. I don't think that process is anywhere near complete for this uh, second season for him, but 
they want to better him with a supporting cast. Well, at, least, at the very least, what we can say what Ryan Pulse has done, he's sought to make this offense more explosive and trying to bring in guys like a Byron Pringle, for example, who can take the top off a of defense and complement a Darnell Mooney better. Uh, that's what they're seeking. That plus the offensive line and building around him. Uh, I think Ryan Pulse is curious. He really wants to see what Justin Fields can be. He'll probably have a better answer a year from now with next January, whatever we get to hear at the end of next season. I think he wants to feel this thing out for himself. It's probably the right approach. It is. I, I, I just, I'm just probably uh, too anxious to get answers when it comes to Justin Fields. What, what did you make of Chris Emma of the Bears signing a actual true fullback in Kari Blassen game? I love it. I love it. You got to have a fullback around in my book. I'm all for it. Uh, I don't care how young I am, which I'm not that young anymore now, but I have that old school mentality with a fullback. I want that. Uh, Bears, Bears. Power running game. Uh, it's a sign of a commitment to doing it differently with that running game. Uh, I would always employ a fullback. The Bears haven't had one since 2018 with Michael Burden, who uh, they even still kind of fit into. They went away from that with Matt Nagy toward the end of that run. They completely went away from that kind of power running game, and they were missing that piece in the fullback. Uh, so I was excited to see that addition. Yeah, I mean, they kind of used J.P. Holtz in that area. They did have your guy, uh, the, 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 the former Notre Dame, Alex Bars, would come in as an extra offensive lineman and line up in weird places sometimes. But, yeah, in terms of, like, a true, you know, Matsui block for your running back, fullback, they have not had that uh, since, as, as you said, Michael Burton. And speaking of Notre Dame, you are at Notre Dame right now. You are in South Bend, Emma. I am right outside the house that Rockney built. Oh, yeah, I saw your pictures. You're very, very, you are quite the Notre Dame romantic. I'm sorry that your team got eliminated from the, the basketball tournament, from the NCAA tournament, but that actually means that you'll be on my show because the last time I tried to get you on one of my shows, you it was like you were you had the Notre Dame pregame to think about and the postgame to think about. So I am blessed that you would be on this show. And coincidentally, you are at Notre Dame for the for the football side. Anything standing out at the the Notre Dame Pro Day? Anything that you think our listeners might be interested in? Yeah, well, uh, from the league-wide perspective, talking with Kyle Hamilton, he, he seemed a little disappointed in his 40 time. He clocked a 4.56. He said he wanted kind of more of a 4.7, four, four, but he's a lot for the top 10. He might be a top 5 pick. I don't think, unless he runs a, a post-5.40, I don't think there was any way he was going to really have a bad day today. Uh, Kyron Williams, the dynamic running back for the Irish, he, he impressed. Uh, he showed himself off with a better 40 time. I did not run well at the comment. He was really down on that. Uh, ran a 4.54 today. Uh, not blazing speed, but he's a guy with power. Uh, he wanted to showcase himself as a back, as a uh, receiving back. He was running deep routes with Jack Cohn along with wide receiver Kevin Austin and Look the part, uh, he wanted to show himself what he can do in the slot and try to impress teams that way. So uh, that's what stood out to me today. Nice. So what? how long is it? This is just today. Then you come home. Are you going to, like, spend a few days in South Bend, Emma? Give us the, give us the lowdown. This is just a pop-in today. I love Notre Dame's Pro Day. They do a great job uh, getting their prospects on display. And it, it's always one of the premier uh, events for scouts. It, they, you know, This is the big week for it. Ohio State had its Pro Day earlier this week. I believe Alabama's on the schedule. Cincinnati has a number of prospects. And so many of the scouts came from Cincinnati straight up to South Bend today. So uh, it's a big stop. But I, I love the pre-draft process, as you know, Mark. And mm-hmm. I love getting out and seeing these guys in person here. 
It's awesome, Chris. Thank you very much for your information, and I'm sure that I will see you and or talk to you soon, man. Take care. Yep, that is uh, Chris Emma, who covers the Bears for 670thescore.com. He's out there every day, sits right next to me at Hallis Hall, does a great job, and you should definitely follow him on Twitter and read all of his Bears information because it is very, very good. I'm Mark Grody filling in for Lawrence Holmes here today. When we return, let's talk more Bears, and specifically Justin Fields. And we're going to play some Matt Eberflus. And I had a definite, a definite different take than did a couple of our shows on what Matt Eberflus had to say. Um, Rick Camp was on earlier today with Gabe Ramirez filling in for Bernstein and Rahimi. And they played a cut, had one thought about it, and I had a completely different thought about it. So we will continue to talk Bears here on the Lawrence Holmes Show on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. And, you know, we have, a you know, a, uh, a saying here, we, you know, we play on the hits principle and it's really, it's really starts with H, you know, the H is the hustle part of it. And then the I is how we play with intensity. You know, the T is taking the ball away and then the S is being smart situationally. Spares head coach. Matt Eberflus, the hits principal. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Here with you until 2 o'clock when we're going to Vegas, baby. As the afternoon show, the Parkins and Spiegel show will be live at Circa Resort and Casino. 
hanging out there, two to six. Dan Bernstein is with them because Danny Parkins is stuck at home. He was not allowed to go. From what I understand, it, as it turns out, they just thought that it's best that he sit this one out. I guess that there had been some talk about maybe he was uh, going to be having he and his wife having a baby, but I think they just decided that it was best that he not go on this trip, and Dan Bernstein goes on it instead. So they will be on from 2 o'clock until 6 o'clock right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. We could talk here, too, and interact. I'm on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports. I am also on Instagram, Mark underscore Grody, so we can keep the conversation going all the time, and I do tend to be on the radio all the time if you count being on overnights, which I've been doing for a while now, and uh, it is always good to have one of the overnight regulars calling in, too, at 312-644-6767. It is my guy, Rich, in Old Town. What's up, Rich? You're on the score. Hey, Mark, I'm glad you haven't turned into a vampire. <laughs> I'm getting pretty close, man. I'm feeling pretty pale right now. I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, I'm a, I don't sleep much myself, and I'm kind of at it all the time. I have my own businesses, and I love talking to you guys, especially you with football. You're my go-to bear guy. i got a couple of things for you. I wanted your opinion on this. Uh, I'm not surprised at the bear direction, but I am disappointed. And, and let me tell you why. They're loading up on offensive line free agents which I think is probably good to get a little bit of depth. But they only moved Mac for draft picks. Mm-hmm. And when you only have the draft picks that they have, I don't understand how they're going to close all these holes with a lack of draft picks. Even picking one up will help, but one of them is next year, as you know. And, uh, you know, I think they need to go wide receiver, both. In the second round, you know me, I'm an offensive guy. But I did look up one thing, which is encouraging. I wanted to find a little scoop on Pringle. Pringle is a four four six forty guy. Okay. Which surprised me. Yeah, you thought he was a little bit faster. Yes. I mean, that's still a burner, and it's going to be better than anything they have. But, I mean, you got a little bit of a veteran in there, and you can draft a couple of, as we've talked, Great young wide receivers, uh-huh. but they still, they still need some defensive backs. And for the life of me, unless he's got something up his sleeves, why do you only move Mac when I think the one guy you can get something for, and it may not be a high pick, but it'd be helpful, is why don't they get rid of Foles for a draft pick and, and try to get to at least eight or nine draft picks to fill holes i mean they they, rich they might be working on that we have no idea what their plan is at backup quarterback nick Foles is under contract for one more year they just signed trevor simeon i don't know if he is the guy that you want in a pinch if justin fields is to go down but we don't know what their plan is for nick Foles, and he's not going to net you anything tremendous draft pick wise that's for sure and, and, that might, and, that, and that could also be a, you know, depending on what where the Bears' quarterback room is, that that's also could be, you know, trade deadline could be a real thing this year for the Bears if they don't make more moves in this offseason. But why would you pick up Simeon, other than he's from Northwestern, if you don't move Foles? Do you think you need three deep? 
I don't I don't understand the move. Well, I mean, they also have Ryan Willis on the roster, so there there is a lot that needs to be straightened out. That that is for sure. Um, and you know, we we are learning, Rich, like what the scouting is or what what the thinking pattern is with Ryan Poles and probably to a lesser degree Matt Eberflus on wh- how they scout, what they think of players, the the new players that have come in, the old players that have gone out the door. We're, we're all kind of learning what the process is right now, Rich, and it's always good to hear from you, man. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, the second round's going to be interesting, assuming that the Bears, the, when, they, when we do get to the draft on April 28th and they've got those two picks in the second round, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, of course, wide receiver, but nothing would surprise me with that second pick in the second round. I mean, I could, I could even see them at going for offensive line. I mean, do, do we know if if Ryan Bates is a legitimate starting guard in the NFL? I don't know that we know that for sure. We definitely don't know that about Dakota Dozier. I know that Lucas Patrick is legitimate on the interior, and it looks like he will play center. And then we have no idea what they think of Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins. So, you know, the draft will say a lot about that. And hopefully eventually when we start to see some of this in motion, literally when there are OTAs and then training camp, will have better answers for you. Speaking of that, I have been trying to get a good answer on what this regime thinks of the starting quarterback, Justin Fields, because it's been very difficult to to tell I was not able to get a true assessment at the introductory press conference that's fine um same thing with the combine when we talked to Ryan Poles maybe a little bit more because he actually flashed back to at least one specific game that he talked about and seeing some of the things that Justin Fields is capable of doing so maybe there was a little bit more of an assessment on Justin Fields there and then Matt Eberflus, the, the Bears head coach, was on the Peter King podcast, and he was asked about Justin Fields. So I want you to listen to this, and I want you to, to listen and tell me, do you learn anything more about Justin Fields, the player, from this? Putting pieces around him that are helping him success, be successful. So what I mean by that is that, you know, we have to have an offensive line, okay, that can protect. We have to have an offensive line that can block the running game the appropriate way. And then we have to have runners, you know, different pace runners. You know, we have a good runner now, but we're going to add some other pieces in there potentially and and uh, having pieces around them in the receiving core. It's we got to have a number one. you got to have a number two. got to have a number three. got to have a tight end that can block the point. you got to have the U tight end that can move and flex out and create, create mismatches. So putting pieces around him and then building the offensive scheme around him, meaning that, you know, what is he good at? You know, what, what, what is our offensive skill level good at? So it's really just not about Justin. It's also about the skill level we have around him and fitting the offense to them. So it's going to be the Chicago Bears offense of 2022. And what's nice about the offense that we're putting in, that is able to flex and move with our skill. So if we acquire the players we want to acquire this year, we don't or we don't. Maybe we may only get a couple pieces because you only can acquire so many guys in one year. Then your offense has to be able to mold and move and adjust to what we have. And that's what that's what's great about our, our scheme. What was your initial meeting with him like? What did you think of him personally 
is he the kind of guy who can be what a quarterback needs to be on the field? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I feel I feel very confident um, in his in his confidence in his ability to lead the football team. But I also feel that you know when I when I was there, I could feel the presence of him and his ability to grow, you know, because people will say this, and I've known this to be true with the, with these NFL guys, is that I've seen the biggest growth between rookie year and second year. That, to me, has been, you look at all the all the quarterbacks that have come up lately, the first to second year, it, it's been a growth, a big growth spurt for those guys, and we're expecting that this year. I, I like that part. I like that part at the end, that, that they are expecting a, a the growth spurt from year one to year two, and that is something that Ryan Poles had talked about as well. But I'll just say, I, I learned absolutely nothing from Matt Huberflus in that cut. Not a single thing about Justin Fields, the player, nor what they think of Justin Fields, the player. And I guess that's okay because they are reserving judgment until they get to see him full speed, and then they make their full judgment. But this has been deliberate on the part of the Bears. And when they say, how can he improve from one year to the next? And these same questions were asked of Matt Nagy about Mitch Trubisky. And guess what? Matt Nagy gave the exact same answers, and the gist of it was and is from Eberflus. They they default to, we've got to put better players around him. We've got to build the offensive line. We've got to get the U tight end, as they mentioned. We've got to get guys with speed and playmakers and guys that can help him out. Those are the exact same things that Matt Nagy would say about Mitch Trubisky, and he would all. And Matt would always tell us, "Yeah, look, the quarterback is culpable." No, not not his exact words, but he would say, you know, "Yeah, a lot of this is on Mitch, but it's really it's a whole thing. It's the whole offense. It's the whole. It's the offensive lineman. It's the it's the running game. It's the receivers." And right now, they are generalizing their answers in a huge way in talking about putting, of course you have to put, of course you have to put pieces around it. What I want to know is what have you seen from Justin Fields on the field and how can he get better? How do you plan to use him? And then the answer is always, well, we're going to get better players to put around him. Okay, but we still don't know what you think about Justin Fields. And I, I don't know if if we're entitled to these answers. I don't know if I'm entitled to these answers, but I, I sure would like to know from the the new general manager, a guy who has you know done every single level of scouting and Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, who has been a really good defensive coordinator and gone up against a lot of really good quarterbacks. What do you actually think about this guy's play? And what are you gonna what positions are you going to put him in to make him better other than putting a bunch of really good players around him? Because duh Yes, you have to do that because Darnell Mooney is your only receiver right now, and you you need those weapons. You need to rebuild the offensive line. You you need to have a running game. All of that stuff. But to me, and and I, we usually give the new guy the benefit of the doubt, and it, it's it's a literally a different voice. So we typically with stuff like that, we'll say, oh, well, that's that's interesting. That's different. I'm encouraged by that. He's it's for right now. That's the that's the same stuff. That's the same stuff. I, I like I said, I, I do like the idea that they are talking about and studying up on quarterbacks who have taken the jump from year one 
to year two, but I just have not seen or heard an evaluation, a real evaluation, except for he's, you know, Justin Fields is a great guy and he, he really, he seems to have the it factor. Well, what is that? What is, what is that? Because he, because he's calm and that, and, and quite honestly, those were the answers that we got from just about everybody last year, too, with their, on the Matt Nagy staff. Like, what do you like about Joe? Well, he's really calm. He's super calm. Did you see how calm he is out there? And he is, and, and that is a good thing. That's a really good trait to have for a quarterback. But what I am interested in is Justin Fields being good physically out there. He's got all the intangibles. Smart kid in, in every way, shape, and form. Book smart, football smart, calm, stoic. All that, but is he a guy who is is going to be around here in four years and is going to be a good to great quarterback? And we're getting no indication from those guys on that. So it will be fascinating to see and and where they are, like what their their bias is about Justin Fields, because obviously you had that with Matt Nagy. And, and Ryan Pace. They badly, badly wanted him to succeed, and they were going to give him as much room to be great as possible. We'll see what the patience is with this regime or if they have a different type of quarterback in mind as well. So there, there's so much on the table. The, the, the mystery around Justin Fields, while, meantime, while they're you know building this slow build of the Bears – and putting in serviceable players. I mentioned all the offensive line guys, and then the defensive guys, Justin Jones and El Kadeen Muhammad. I mean, nothing yet that truly moves the meter. There is obviously still time in the preseason for something to change in that regard. The who knows? We have no idea what kind. When Ryan Poles is leading a draft, what does he do? Does he trade down? Does he trade up? Whatever the case may be, we're going to learn a lot. But still the guy that I still want to know the most about and, and and don't know what these guys think about is absolutely the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields. 312-644-6767 if you want to sneak in a phone call. Text line open as well at 312-644-6767. This is the Lawrence Holmes Show. Mark Grody filling in on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Welcome back into the Lawrence Holmes Show on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I'm Mark Grody filling in. We're going to go live to the Circa Resort and Casino in just a few minutes where the Parkins and Spiegel show is originating for the next couple of days featuring Dan Bernstein. So we'll see what's going down in the desert here in just a little bit. But I do want to take this call because this caller apparently is asking the same question as a couple of texters as well. So we will put Alexander on the radio. He is on the road, and now he's on the score. What's up, Alexander? How are you? Hey, how's it going, Grody? Uh, I really like when you come on. I listen all the time. You give us good information. Uh I just wanted to ask, though, what do you want from Eberflus? Like, what are you not getting out of his conversations? Because, like, give me an example or something that you would want to see him say, because I just feel like as much as he's being general, you kind of are being general with your statements, too, that you're not getting enough. Does that make sense? Fair enough. Fair enough. 
I want some indication from from Ryan Pay or Ryan Pace, from Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus if they think he's good because the, I, I don't get that feeling from them. Either way, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I'm not getting either from from those guys. So I want to know if they think that he is good, if they think that he has the skills to be a franchise quarterback, a guy that could be on the Bears for the next seven to ten years, and I just haven't gotten any inkling of that. And what what do they think, to be specific, what do they think about his arm, his accuracy, his ability to make plays, and I haven't heard any of that. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's fair. I, I feel like as much as they've been general, that's, that's a little bit more specific. And if they came out and said something like that, then that would give you more clarification of where their head's at. Yeah, and, is and is that right? And, and yeah, that's true. And here's the thing, Alexander, like they are not, they don't need to come out and say any of that. Like I'm not necessarily mad at them. I think it's my reporter anxiety that I'm anxious to, to hear something other than, his abilities off the field and the calm. And here's here's part of why, too. It's because that's what we got from the previous regime as well. And I, I am waiting for more of, you know, the the a better description of what Justin Fields does on the field. And maybe I'm just being a little bit impatient about it. Okay, that's fair, man. Hey, good talking to you. Thank Th- you. Thank you, Alexander. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, it is because – and I did. I when, when we were at the Combine, I asked the, the question specifically. Do – you know, what, what do you see from Justin Fields on the field specifically? And he gave me – Ryan Pulse gave a little bit of an answer – but nothing that satisfied me at this point. But I guess we will have to wait and find out and and see how that really starts to to come together for for Justin Fields. Um, let's see here. Hi, Mark. A Chicago transplant, Vegas local. The boys are getting Chamber of Commerce weather today. Uh, we'll find out when we go to Vegas in a little bit. What's going on with Cody Whitehair, asks a texter from the 312. His name is always absent in the offensive line conversation. Well, I brought that name up with Chris Emma a little while ago, and he seems to believe, like I seem to believe, because his name hasn't come up and he hasn't been moved and his name has not been out there, that he will be a starting guard on the Bears, and I think that that would be a smart move because, I mean, he he is legit. I do think that he is good, and I think that he should be here. But I also thought that James Daniels should continue to be here, and and obviously he is he is not here, or uh, James Daniels is not here. That one that one surprised me, and I I don't know. It's possible that he James Daniels wanted to go to Pittsburgh, that he'd wanted to not be with the Bears anymore. I have no idea if that is true or not. But, um, you know, and, and if it isn't, then I like I said, I think that that's like a small mistake in not bringing James Daniels back just because of, of the skill level. I have somebody who's been asking a lot about Pat O'Donnell here, too. And the, this, the texture says, the only reason why I asked about Pat O'Donnell is because, unfortunately, I've become very familiar with him over the last four games. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was a little surprised. 
that they they just kind of let Pat O'Donnell go. And I guess that you know the last thing in the world you want is an expensive punter that's not necessarily where you want to get put your resources. So perhaps perhaps he priced himself out. But you know he's been a really good special teamer for the Bears, been a really good punter, and that one caught me by surprise. I'm not losing sleep over it, other than losing a great Chicago name like Pat O'Donnell. All right. Final break. When we come back, we are going to go to Las Vegas and do transition with the Parkins and Spiegel show with Dan Bernstein next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.